Hello, everyone.、Uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of Spark Your Vision, a podcast where we discuss the latest trends in business, as well as inviting business leaders across various industries to share with us their experience as well as their insights.、Uh, my name is Chen, and、uh, along with my partner here today, Alice, will be hosting today's show. Hi, everyone. I'm Alice. And so today.、Um, Everyone's in a treat,、uh, in for a treat. Actually,、uh, we've invited Andrew Chen, CEO of、uh, Woodmax, one of the、uh, top drinkware manufacturers in the world, to share with us how Woodmax successfully not only cope with the pandemic, which we've gone through for this past two and a half years, but also at the same time. Post-pandemic-wise, you know, especially with the latest trends in sustainability and ESG. How that trend will affect、uh, business moving forward? Well,、uh, Andrew, we、uh, we known each other for a while. We have many many similar backgrounds. So to be honest, I think we could probably talk forever. You know,、yes. not just this next fifteen or twenty minutes. But it's good to have you here today on the show. Do you want to give a brief pitch, elevator speech of what Woodmax? You know, in terms of business, to introduce to the listeners. Sure, Woodmax is a calculated thirty-seven year company, and it's a family-owned business.、Uh, we started back in、uh, year nineteen eighty-five as a trading company, and during that time, there's a, a boom in manufacturing in Taiwan. So my father rode that wave. We were able to export the merchandise worldwide, and that's how the、uh, the background of Woodmax started. And later on,、uh, we. Began、uh, working with、uh, several brand name companies in the United States,、uh, namely Costco, Reader's Digest, and Starbucks. And right now,、uh, we are key suppliers of Starbucks. Thanks for the introduction.、Yeah. You know, before we get into some of the trends and business, I'm just very curious about some of the behind the scene in terms of business because you know, obviously, he is the second generation in the family business and. Furthermore, our background is very similar because we grew up in the states as well, right? So, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of、uh, challenges, even difficulties in terms of the cultural background. I mean, yeah, share with us, you know, that experience. I was born in Taiwan, in Taichung.、Yeah. My youth I spent in、uh, in in the states. I moved back to Taiwan in early 2013 with my wife and and two kids. But now I have three, so、uh, so I had a kid here. At the time, I decided to come back to、uh, take over the business because I just want to help my father and also expand Whitmax. So that's why I moved back. Gosh, like nine years ago. So at the time, it was a bit difficult because I had to come back here and learn everything、uh, new. My wife gave me a lot of support in you know taking care of my daughters and then keeping the home sane, I guess, and then also learning. The entire supply chain from the ground up was also another challenge because for the first two years I travel a lot in China, different provinces, visiting factories,、uh, old and new, and also learning how things are made. But also we we need to control cost and then also build relationship with our suppliers. So those are the starting point of、uh, the first two years of my. Learning years in Taiwan. Yeah, I noticed you started out with family, which I think is a very important part of you, and it's very important to have that work-life balance as well, as you mentioned. You know, just out of curiosity, I mean, you and your father obviously are the、uh, core figure of Woodmax, and I'm pretty sure sometimes decisions has to be made 
there might be some conflicts or you know different interests or you know how do you guys overcome or how do you guys you know delegate the decisions and how do you guys come across you know like agreements? It took me a while to actually think about how I work with my father because he had a say in almost everything, like finance, HR, and so like sales. He took charge of the finance part. That is something that I don't touch. You know, that's a very sensitive area. We had agreement that I need to build my team. So I had a say in building my own team and then also divide up according to what I envision in the future. So which is great uh, because right now our team is really cohesive and then really efficient. We consider my father like number one salesman. In the beginning, I work with him. I try to be like humbled and then learn. In, in terms of family business, it's all about how I prove myself to him. I had to prove to my father that I can gradually take over you know, department by department. The sales that I hire were able to outperform his expectations and also the design team that I hire, design something that the customer liked and also can outgrow the original design team. So in order to earn more responsibilities, I just have to prove myself, which uh, I had his blessing. And you started out with good genes too, right? Because he is, uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, he's a good salesman, right? So yeah. you got some of that from him. And then the learning process, you know, it's more about doing in action and showing results. And so... You know, yeah, we wanted to start out with the lighter side. And now let's get into some of the business stuff. COVID-19, it really struck us and, you know, was a curveball for all of the businesses. No one was expecting this. And uh, how has, you know, these past two and a half years affected Woodmax? And furthermore, you know, with a lot of the borders opening up and it looks like uh, we're entering the new normal now, right? So hopefully soon. How are we, you know, prepared for moving forward and, you know, even maybe going back to some of the marketing activities that we did before, whether it be through physical events or online, you know, what, yeah, what's your take on that? Well, during the two and a half year of uh, this pandemic period, we took a dive in, in terms of sales because pandemics happening worldwide. So we, we see the trend that uh, we started getting cancel orders from different countries, different uh, continents. But later on, when the virus started spreading to Europe and then the States, it was when the manufacturers and factories start reinstated, you know, start pumping out, like catching up. But then the rest of the world is suffering from the pandemic. In the beginning, inter like a manufacturing interruption. And then later on, we had cancel orders. Uh, during those two and a half years, we had to not only deal with the quality and delivery time. Uh, we had to deal with air freight or, or the ocean freight shortages. And then we had to deal with cost increase. We had to deal with cancel orders and things. So everything got really, really, really complicated. So I spent a lot of money on conferencing systems. And then we started making the meeting more fun, you know, not, not just like another meeting after meetings. So actually our clients were, they wanted to meet with this. And then they, they wanted to see what other interesting topic or uh, some, some interesting samples that we can show it to them. So having those experience, let's say if, if there's something coming up, we, we already have procedures to, to meet with our clients, you know, through video conferencing. Now the border opens up. We, we just had a team visiting uh, Korea and Japan, and our client were so happy because we were the, the first supplier that visited, so we had a great time. We, we learned how to cope with this pandemic, and then we had to put our, put our minds together to make everything 
fun and make all the meetings not a boring meeting. Those are the key takeaways to make our relationship going with our client. Yeah, thanks for sharing. I mean, definitely. I think one of the, yeah, I guess that's one of the advantages, right? The few advantages that we're able to take from the pandemic because of the process, you guys were able to digitally transform and furthermore, uh, from a marketing perspective, be more creative and hopefully moving forward, whether it be post-pandemic or whatever, right? Yeah, you are able to offer your customers different experiences and hopefully that will give you an advantage over other rivalry competitors, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. The last two years has been a, a very challenging, but yet a lot of different experience and how to solve problems and problems that you would never think would happen in your lifetime. So <laughs> hopefully I, it doesn't happen again. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> in, probably, yeah, hopefully another hundred years or two hundred yeah, years. No, definitely not in our lifetime. Yeah, hopefully. not in our lifetime. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's, uh, you know, one of our topics today is definitely on sustainability and yeah. ESG, right? So as you just mentioned that your Woolmax is the key manufacturer of Starbucks. Actually, Starbucks has a new policy last year in 2021. They actually wrote out a policy that which they encourage people to bring their own cup or use reusable cup because they aim to reduce their waste we would like to know about your opinion on that i think they want to reduce every you know the carbon footprint by 50 percent in 2035 i believe or yeah since we we are a supplier of starbucks for the last 20 some years when when the shopper continue to use the single use uh, cups paper cup or plastic cup it really really affected the the environment right? no matter how how well the recycle process is you know, making those cups is also adding carbon footprint. But since it's a global company, different government have different policies. What I truly believe is that with that policy, working with private sectors, that transformation, in my opinion, more immediate. European Union, they're very fast in terms of implementing policies that can reduce carbon footprint. I really hope that the rest of the world can also see this as an opportunity uh, to really quickly turn our consumer behavior around. Being a supplier of Starbucks, it's, it's great that Starbucks is implementing this policy, but it will be much helpful that every country sees this effort and then just go along with it, and then having the policy uh, revise up to date, start shifting the consumer behavior. The trending topic about ESG, environmental, social, and governance. So we would like to know about how Woolmax sees on this topic. In order to implement ESG, we, we, we begin to have team to learn um, how to calculate carbon footprint in terms of different materials. We, we want to be the role that can assist these factories to go through that transition, you know, to share some knowledge with, with the factories. I think these are the some of the ways that Wimax can become and then also helping the factories to, to, to transition. Yeah. We also see on Wimax website, you guys mentioned about CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility, and especially on education in remote areas. Is there a special reason? My father believed that education can help the kids 
to get out of poverty. So that's why we really focus on education. But without education, basically they have no no options. Yeah. Sustainability it sounds like it's a key topic for Woodmax and internally how does Woodmax, you know, ensure sustainability in its design and production process? You know, that is one thing that maybe you can share with us and then also and Starbucks is definitely one of your key customers, how do you help your global customers achieve sustainability? And if you have any specific cases you could share with us, yeah. In order to have a sustainable brand, quality is everything. And then the process is everything. So I think having a specific sales team, design team, and quality team that can really help customer design products from the ground up. And then also in the process, monitoring every little details to make sure that manufacturing process can turn out to be good quality and then also safe to use. Those processes is what I focus on right now. When we propose something that is brand new, that is patentable, uh, we focus on structures of the item, the aesthetics, and then also the usability of a design. So before that, we would have uh, internal discussion about what type of functionality we want to implement and how safe this functionality and how well designed or if this design can actually solve problem. So those are the internal meetings that we had to go through. Those will take about maybe weeks just to come up with that particular design. Once we have that firm confirmation from the quality team and also from the design team, then we put that design together to propose it to our customers. As an OEM, uh, manufacturer, sometimes customer, they only have an idea, but we have to make that idea into an actual product. So that internal meeting basically bridged the gap between a concept also <clears throat> into a reality. So so that process is something that very important element in a uh, ODM process. We call it a new product introduction. So it's an MPI introduction to make sure that if the customer select this design, it is already a ready-to-mass-produced design. So, I mean, to your customers, I think you're not only just a manufacturer, you're really their partners uh, in terms of, you know, that new product introduction. Correct. Uh, and especially, you know, with what we just mentioned, you know, some of the sustainability trends and all that stuff, I think you're also helping them uh, providing the necessary experience and uh, support to help yeah. them achieve that, right? So Starbucks, obviously, is one of your key accounts. And I think from that experience alone, I think you've uh, accumulated a lot of the necessary experiences. How would something like that apply to potentially into another industry? We wanted to leverage this experience into a different industry. And we just thought that, hey, maybe fashion industry, apparel industry can also use our services because Apparel industry is always about trend, and it's always about what are some of the new new categories that we can introduce. Earlier, we, we dis- discussed about sustainability, like how do we re- reduce waste? And I just thought combining, uh, you know, like the tumblers or water bottles and then design them into, into a very trend-setting uh, designs. Also, we promote sustainability in, in a fashion type of way. Combining fashion with our services would be a good match in the current setting. That's quite interesting. Making almost drinkware a fashionable statement. Correct. To some extent. Yeah. Correct. That's Correct. good. That's good. Yeah. 
Is there any new project that you would like to share with us? Yeah, well, two things. Um, the first is, of course, I want to promote uh, NGO Partners ICF. It's an international NGO that's located in, in Cambodia. We've been working with them for the past five years. They basically help with the less privileged kids, provide them with like after-class uh, education and also uh, medication. And most importantly, during the pandemic, they were able to assist a lot of families to get back up. I think Cambodia, their main source of income were probably 95%, all depending on uh, traveling. So having pandemic that caused all the shops to close down, you know, restaurants and service industry to close down, a lot of uh, families, they, they all of a sudden became poor. So ICF also helped uh, these families to learn new skills. They really, really not only help the kids, but they also help the families to get back up during the pandemic. So I want to promote this uh, NGO and hoping that if there are more corporations that's willing to look into this uh, NGOs, you can check out their website. It's icfcambodia.com. And this is one of the water bottles that we support the kids. This is an aluminum bottle because they built their own water filtration system in in on the campus so the villagers can actually come and and get fresh water for their drinking or for their homes for free and we support the kids with a couple thousand of them so that when they are on campus they could pack up water for their school so this is something that we we support the ngos uh, last year and this year we are doing something different so every year we'll have different uh, products that we donated to the kids and then the secondly would be we're also developing a lot of drinkware using compostable materials and this one is made out of pla in japan uh, it's acceptable and it's gradable. And we, we're also looking into other materials that we can leverage to make uh, compostable cups. Not only you can re- reuse them after the life cycle, it'll just decompose, disappear. So I think that's also another way that, that we can help the brand to develop these type of products. Also promote sustainability. In the future, we have this type of um, materials that we can make into drinkwares or, or into different type of <coughs> merchandise. Well, so today it's been an honor to uh, be able to invite uh, Andrew on the show today, you know, just to share with us his insights as well as some of the key to uh, Woodmax successes, I think. And then uh, furthermore, you know, definitely looking forward to visiting Starbucks more often, right? Looking for the, some of the newest uh, up-and-coming drinkwares in terms of some of the sustainability trends, especially in fashion, I think. Hopefully down the road, very soon we'll be able to see... Uh, a lot of these fashion brands to be able to include uh, drinkwares as one of the uh, their 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 additional accessories. I think, but yeah, millennials might be able to afford that, and furthermore, be able to carry that around, right? So yeah. I think that's a definitely a good plus. Um, but anyway, thanks for sharing and coming on the show today. Please do continue to either follow our podcast, you know, spark your vision, but also at the same time, do check out uh, Woodmax's uh, LinkedIn profile you know to continue to follow some of the news as well as today's uh, episode will be uh, released once again thanks for coming on the show and it's always good to have to see you uh, in person yeah thank you so much for having me here and it's great i had a great time thank you andrew thanks